Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. And Miami in the lead. Believe in the Cowboys podcast. I'm Paul Catalina alongside former Cowboys quarterback and punter Danny White. And we're, of course, brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online back in better than ever. All eyes are on the Gridiron's teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new and updated side interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's your double initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And Danny, uh, the Cowboys in week, well, we have so much to talk about that's happened since last Thursday. First of all, a fantastic game to open the season. You were there covering it and, and broadcasting it. Your thoughts on what a fantastic game to open the season, even though it did not work out in the Cowboys' favor? Well, it was. It was a great game. And, and, uh, I I actually predicted before the game that the Cowboys to have a chance of winning that game were going to have to throw the ball on every down, and that Dak would have to throw sixty passes. Well, he he only threw fifty eight, so I was wrong there. But <laughs> but it was still almost throwing the ball on every down. Zeke rarely got the ball. He had no impact in the game. The running game was non-existent. And that's just not not going to win very many games. You got, I mean, the, you know, there are certain things that uh, certain principles of football that, uh, that don't ever go away. The football gods have mandated that you have a balanced attack on offense, basically, uh, to have any kind of long term success. And and uh, I don't care if the Cowboys had won that game; I would still be concerned with the lack of a running game going forward. Uh, so as close as they came, I, I think it was uh, I think it was a great effort, and a great football game to watch for the viewers. But um, the Cowboys have got to be concerned with putting that much on on Dak, and they've got to balance that out somehow. And now with the loss of of our right tackle and uh, the loss of even even more recently Tank Lawrence on defense, you know things are not going the right way for the Cowboys right now. No, and as fantastic and as exciting as a game as it was, the fact that the you know the optimistic way to look at it would be the Bucks defense is just so good they weren't going to run the ball. Okay, that's true, but uh, against the Chargers this week, they better have some sort of running game because as prolific as Dak might be, you cannot win many games throwing 60 passes. You might win one here and there, but it's not going to be something you can consistently do, like you said. The football gods, I like how you said that. The football gods mandate balance, and they were they were not balanced last week, maybe out of necessity, which maybe meant they probably weren't going to win that game in the first place if they couldn't be balanced. 
Well, yeah, and back, and, and the, the whole football gods thing, and I, I love talking about this because there's only so much that you can control in the game of football. Um, the things that you can't control, I attribute to the football gods, things like injuries, things like breaks, just getting the breaks in a game, ball bouncing in a certain way, uh, getting the calls, the officials' calls. Well, they all – have been going against the Cowboys. And that's what I, that's why I say the trend for the Cowboys is not good right now because, you know, the, the call at the end of the game, the, the, the offensive pass interference call could have gone. They easily could have called that made that call against the box. And then the Cowboys would have won that game. Well, they didn't get the call. And there were a lot of things that happened earlier in the game that I attribute to the football gods. Now that you know Lyle Collins losing losing him and bringing in a, a young Terrence Steele to play right tackle, I'm not sure that's still going to happen. I'm not I'm not sure that they don't uh, move some people around and someone else plays there. We'll see. But then losing Tank Lawrence um, to an injury that didn't even happen in the game. This didn't slow him down. Not only did the Cowboys not get get any sacks on Tom Brady. They didn't get close to him. I think I think I heard this morning that there was one pressure in the entire game where they even got close to Tom Brady. Um, that That's not going to work. And that was with Tank Lawrence. Now they're not going to have him for several weeks. We don't know exactly how long. But um, so the football gods are not – on the Cowboys sideline right now, they're over on the other side of the field. Um, and you know, this would be a great test. I think if the Cowboys can figure out a way to win this game this week, it'll be a, it'll be a major boost towards turning this thing around. And, uh, they also won't have Randy Gregory more than likely this week, unless he can test out of the COVID protocol. So your two best pass rushers are out and you didn't do that well the week before. So that that's a huge thing for the Cowboys this week because, you know, Terrell Basham and Dorrance Armstrong, I I don't know if that's really doing anything (laughs) for everybody when it comes down to getting pressure on Justin Herbert, who had a really good week last week against a defensive line. That's a lot deeper than the Cowboys is right now in Washington. And, uh, you mentioned Lyle Collins being out for five games, and they're not going to appeal. That that's that appeal is probably not going anywhere. Uh, from what I I was have been told by a couple people that that uh, that five games might be the appeal. Like they might have appealed it down to five uh, because he missed so many drug right. tests. So he's not going to be with the Cowboys for a few weeks. I wonder how short of a leash Terrence Steele really has, given the Cowboys' past problems at swing tackle. If there's any kind of trouble on Sunday, do you just kick Zach Martin out and put Connor McGovern in at right guard? Yeah, that's exactly what you do, and I'm sure they're doing that. They're working on that in practice. They're working on that transition even. Um, they'll, they'll run one play with Zach at right guard, then the next play they'll run him a right tackle, and they'll run him a right, a right guard. And and uh, so I'm sure the leash is going to be short, uh, I would think. Um, I'm not in the coaches' meetings, so I don't know for sure, but um, I, I just don't think they're, they're in a position to be able to uh, let it go very far uh, and, and let take the chance on Dak getting hit, taking any kind of pressure, uh, because right now the entire load of the offense is on him. 
Yeah, and I we're not too far removed, even though it's a different coaching staff, from the infamous Chaz Green game where Tyron Smith was out. Uh, they put in Chaz Green at left tackle, and Adrian Claiborne uh, made himself $5 million uh, by having a career game uh, that day. And so uh, they they don't need to go through that again. Even Terrence Steele or whoever they're going to put out there at right tackle uh, – Ty Nasheki or whoever it's going to be, if they struggle at all, I mean, you've got Zach Martin can play anywhere on the line. I mean, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure if you worked him enough, he'd he'd be an effective tight end. He's that kind of a, a workhorse and a player. He's just the best offensive lineman that they have. So I don't know why you'd waste any time if there's any struggles early, and especially Dak coming off the injuries that he's coming off of. Right. And, and the thing people need to understand is it's a lot easier to sub in a guard than it is a tackle. Uh, to step in and play tackle where you've got your outside shoulder is free and you're getting no help unless you put a tight end there or a running back to chip whoever's rushing outside. You're out there on an island, at least to one side. And so putting it just makes so much more sense to put your proven veteran, your best offensive lineman at tackle and and then sub in somebody at guard because that guard is going to be surrounded, at least be sandwiched between two guys on either side of him that are going to be able to help him. Uh, a lot easier to play guard than it is tackle. I wanted to ask you about this. The uh, the Cowboys, you know, obviously that game was fantastic. I mean, if you're watching, you're just a fan of neither team. I mean, this is the best opening night you can think of. And you know, the Cowboys came back and took the lead. Of course, they gave Tom Brady a minute and 24 seconds just to have to kick a field goal. There's no degree of difficulty there for him at all. I mean, that's that's old hat for him. He, uh, you know. Make it start raining or something that that would have made it hard for Tom Brady. But uh, I've always thought that the the simplest way to tell if a team is is good or not is good teams in that situation win the game on either side. So if the Cowboys were good with a minute and twenty four seconds left, if they were really good already and ready to compete, they would have found a way to win that game. The teams that aren't ready just don't win those. And I think the Cowboys have a lot of good things going about them, but I don't think they're ready yet to be a true primetime player. Well, and okay, back to the football gods. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there's there's more to that. And, and you're making a great point, Paul. I mean, there's more to that than people realize. It was almost as if on Thursday night, Tom Brady knew that they were going to get a break. Somehow, something was going to happen. I mean, when he took the field, he ran out there like, oh, well, ho-hum, here we go again. Something's going to happen. Whether I make it happen, whether somebody else on the team make it, makes it happen, or whether the football gods make it happen, that air of confidence shows. I mean, especially to somebody who's played the game and been around it for a long time like, like I have. You just watch a guy by his his body language, his facial expressions. You can tell a lot. And I see that in Tom Brady. I don't see it in Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak's just out there doing everything he can to win a football game. And he's so consumed with that that he doesn't ever seem to step back and just let things come to him. And and you watch Brady and it's just like, like as if, well, somebody will make play. You know, it, it might be me, it might be somebody else, it might be the officials, it might be, you know, but something's going to happen. 
<laughs> and it does. And you're right. You're right. The, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the world champions. And until somebody knocks them off of that perch, they're going to continue to be the defending world champions. And with that goes this air of confidence. And they certainly have it right now. Is part of it that Dak, and I think, I think this was the core, the curse of Tony Romo in that uh, of his career was that he had to do so much to keep the Cowboys in the game because they were deficient at just the right amount of spots to keep them from being next level that, Again, it was always this, like Romo was doing a f- fantastic things all the time and sometimes would make tragic mistakes because he was just trying to make something happen. Dak is, you just said, he's always trying to make something happen. If the rest of the team got better around them, could they have been more, Tony Romo have been more confident? Could Dak then in turn become more confident and, and relax a little bit out there? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Uh... The problem with the team for the last 20 years has has been has not been um, deficiency of one position or another or the quarterback not getting it done or, or the running back not getting it done. It, it's been the complementary uh, effect uh, of having a quarterback that fits the offensive philosophy. Okay, and and where the strengths and the weaknesses of the offense are. And you can go back through history and look at at quarterbacks who won Super Bowls who were not necessarily what we think of as great quarterbacks. Their stats aren't, you know, in the top five in the history of the NFL and and all that. But they complemented their offense. They did what they needed to do. I remember when uh, Jim McMahon was a quarterback of the Bears. You know, he would make a big play now and then when they needed it. But for the most and, – and he had Walter Payton in the backfield. But for the most part, that defense, 84, 85, that defense of the Bears was going to win games. If you just didn't go out and lose the game. And he complimented that team um, by not making mistakes. It wasn't by going out and winning games. Right now, the Cowboys are looking to Dak Prescott to go out and win games. And they're putting it all on him. And and I don't think there's a quarterback ever in the history of the game that could carry the load that they're asking him to carry right now and, and win a championship. So it's not going to happen until they get the running game going, they get the defense going, they get specialty. Everything has to – and then the quarterback steps in and says, okay, what do I need to do? Do I need to make plays? Do I need to be aggressive? Do I need to be proactive? Or do I need to just be safe, not turn the ball over, and uh, let the defense, let the running game win games for us. And the coaches need to understand that. They need to look at their quarterback and see what they've got and say, what do we need to surround him with in order for this team to be successful? First of all, he has to be successful. And then the offense has to, then the team, and you know, and it goes, goes from there. So um, it's, it's a real uh, puzzle of putting a team together and finding just the right pieces that all match each other. And then the final piece is that quarterback. Everybody wants to start with the quarterback. I say you, you end with the quarterback and make sure that he fits what the rest of the team is doing. 
That That's kind of the tragic thing of today's NFL, isn't it? That everybody wants you to get a quarterback first. The fans want a quarterback now. But it doesn't do you any good if you don't have offensive linemen to keep them from getting hit a thousand times. It doesn't do any good if you if you have a defense that isn't going to you know get stops so that he doesn't have to score on every drive. It's hard to ask a guy to go out there and say, okay, look, we're going to have 12 offensive possessions today. You need to score on nine of them. Yeah. Field goals or touchdowns so that we're sure. But that's that like that you can't do that. It's it's the no. NFL. It's the other teams the other teams good too. Well, you know, you've got a great a great situation in the NFL right now to to illustrate your point. Trevor Lawrence is a good quarterback. Um Troy Aikman was a good quarterback in 1989. Um horrendous year. Um tr- fortunately Troy was strong enough mentally, physically to take the beating and go on to have a very, very successful career. Some quarterbacks are not that strong. You, you never know about a guy and they don't measure the size of a, of, of a, of a player's heart. You know, what's going on in his head, you know, at the combine, you just, there's no way to do it. And some of the greatest quarterbacks in the history of the game, we'll, we'll never know about. And, that's unfortunate because they never had a chance because of the team around him. And, and, uh, you know, uh, so we're looking now at a guy like Trevor Lawrence that I think is going to, it's going to be interesting to watch how he responds because he doesn't have a very good team around him. He's got a coach that's never coached in the NFL. He's got, um, receivers that can't get separation. So he's having to throw into tight coverage and he's having to do it with guys chasing him. He's having to do it on the run. He very rarely gets to set his feet and throw the ball. Well, he's in a tough situation. There are other quarterbacks, Zach Wilson. I mean, there are guys that are in much better situations right now. And the Cowboys are going to face one this week in his second year. Mm-hmm. And he's started, they're starting to build a team around him. So yeah, the the strategy now is becoming in the NFL, get your quarterback, get your running back. You got five years. You got five years, okay, to build a team around them before you have to pay them $50 million a year and, and sign that big contract. And that's that's kind of the strategy. That's kind of the philosophy of where everybody's going right now with building great football teams. Well, and if you look at the Chiefs, the Chiefs, you know, they had Alex Smith already, and then not really lucked. I mean, like, but Patrick Mahomes dropped to them, and they said, hey, let's go get him. So they got a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes, and now they're paying him a bunch of money. And they may get a, a few more, but there are going to be some things in the back end that happen salary cap-wise. I just think about the Cowboys teams from the 70s in that uh, it's, it was different in a different league, but uh, they were built around, you know, the quarterback kind of came in. They got Roger Staubach on layaway. You know, he was in the Naval right. Academy. So they got him later, you know, and then and then when he retired and you took over, the team was built already around you. You didn't have to hope that the left guard was going to be good or that there, there were just guys everywhere. You had that defense, which was fantastic, full of guys. So it was easier uh, for you to step in and know that, like, I, if I have a bad day, that's not the end of this thing i think that's unfortunate for guys like trevor lawrence guys like dak prescott if dak has a bad day i i mean can they rely on the cowboys to win it on defense right now they absolutely can't no no and 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 that's a great analogy i mean roger filled that gap and he he provided what that team needed to win super bowls 
And then I inherited that team and it was a great team. You're right. And uh, I tried to be the quarterback that I thought they needed. Um, and, and we went straight to three NFC championship games and, and had a, in those five years, we're in 10 playoff games. Um, that's a pretty good record. And it's because everybody fit, everybody fit in the system. And that's what Tom Landry was a master of. And that is finding players that fit his philosophy. And then he would find three or four or five that, you know, it was all based on hard work and, and study and preparation. And, uh, you know, it wasn't go out and get the biggest, strongest, fastest athlete you can and get enough of those guys and you'll win. No, it wasn't. It was, we, we didn't have a team that had great, great athletes on it. I mean, you can go down the list of guys and Drew Pearson just went into the hall of fame and Cliff Harris, free agents. Okay. They were undrafted free agents who came to the team, but they fit the philosophy. They were hardworking guys who hated to lose. They fit, fit Tom Landry's philosophy. And then coach Landry would make guys like Leroy and Roger and the, the, make them captains and then empower them. This, this formula worked for the Cowboys in the seventies and, and the early eighties, and then started to kind of fall apart in the late eighties, built it back again in the nineties. And you, you would see a John Madden with the Raiders, very different philosophy, go out and get the biggest, strongest, fastest guys you can find. I don't care what they do on Saturday night. You know, all I care about is show up on Sunday and and play hard and we'll win games. And and it worked because he got guys that fit his philosophy. Landry's was very different, but he also got players, the kind of people that fit his philosophy and that worked. So it's all a matter of people fitting in. And that's when you get this chemistry, this synergy going and man, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. That's what Bill Belichick has done so well, is that he's figured out the way to navigate the modern NFL and make it the way that he knows that this fits. And and uh, I don't think it's going to be too long before they, they win again. I mean, I know that, like you, you, you get you hit on Tom Brady in the sixth round, and that's a miracle. The greatest quarterback who, who maybe ever played was at that level. But part of that was he fit the philosophy that Bill, he got Bill Belichick. He got it. You didn't have to – Bill Belichick didn't have to spend time explaining to Tom Brady, this is why we do things. Just ride with right. me this way and we'll do it. And then the other players got it and and bought in. And, and I, I think that there's too many times in the NFL, the Cowboys' biggest problem to me is that Jerry Jones is an unbelievable owner when it talks about building the franchise and the name and the fact that everything the Cowboys have is great. But his organizational philosophy as far as building a team is not one philosophy. It is a, a mishmash of a lot of people's different philosophies that he, he takes the best, best parts. It's a, it's a buffet instead of a, you know, a, 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 a four-course five-star meal. Yeah, well, a couple of things there. Jerry Jones is brilliant at building a brand, mm-hmm. at, at creating value. Um, and I'll, I'll use the example of, of Hard Knocks, okay? Great at building the brand. Um, the Thanksgiving Day game, the America's team image, okay? That wasn't necessarily Jerry Jones, but that was Tech Schramm. Okay, those are the marketing people. And that does great things for building the brand. It doesn't do necessarily do a great thing for building a team. Hard Knocks did nothing to make the Dallas Cowboys any better as a football team. And they're not going to win any games 
because they were on hard knocks, but it's exposure for the brand and, and the value of the organization keeps going up and up and up. So where, where are the priorities? Are they in building the brand or are they in winning Super Bowls? And you can say one leads to the other, but I don't think building the brand does anything for winning Super Bowls. Um, and so, and, and, and you also mentioned Tom Brady is Tom Brady, the greatest athlete to ever play the quarterback position. No, no. <laughs> of course not. He, he can't run. And, and that's almost a blessing for him because it has forced him to be great in the pocket. And as long as he stays in the pocket, he's not going to get hit. He's not going to get injured. And he can play till he's 50, you know, and, and that's the greatness of Tom Brady is that he has, fit. He, he made it a fit in New England where he was the quarterback that that team needed to win Super Bowls, to win championships. He has done it again in Tampa. It just so happens that what Tampa needed and what New England needed as a quarterback were the same thing. They were Tom Brady. Everybody else did their job and all Tom Brady has to do is orchestrate the defense, run the offense, and he is maybe the best that's ever played at orchestrating a defense. That I'll give you. I don't know that he's the greatest athlete. In fact, I know he's not. But that's not what it takes to win championships as a quarterback. And I think we're all starting to realize that it's it's not being a great athlete. It's, it's being the quarterback that that team needs at that time to win a championship. Yeah, I mean, I can give you a list of guys who are great athletes and were good quarterbacks for a stretch, but you know, you know, they don't have a lot of rings, if any. No. You know, so you know, um, look, and, and you know, I covered Robert Griffin here when he was in, in in high school and college, and he's one of the greatest pure athletes I've ever seen. You know, he's an Olympic level. He could have been an Olympic hurdler if he went down that route, but he became a quarterback, but. You know, he he his problem was he was a running quarterback and not a quarterback who runs and was yeah. built like a hurdler. Well, the guys who hit you are built like shot putters, and that's a bit of a different thing. You know, so it, it, it there's a toll that 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 comes with it. And uh, yeah, your point, I, I I love hearing you talk about it just because of uh, so many teams do things backwards and they they don't. You know, they're trying to build this, oh, like, we've got this great athlete, a quarterback. Well, all right. You know, it's like trying to hold a firecracker in your hand sometimes. Like, you're going to get burned. Uh, yeah, it's, the, it's the tortoise and the hare yeah. kind of a yeah. kind of a philosophy, you know, is, is um, you know, you get all these great players. You know, and then Lamar Jackson, he may be the first one to break the mold, but Cam Newton, you know, guys like Cam, there's never been a better, a physically more gifted athlete to play the position than Cam Newton. Um, and, and that's one aspect of the game. And that would be a great uh, gift to have. But what it does is when you, when you have that, you tend to lean on it and, and you don't become the, um, the quarterback model that we know it takes. And, and Cam Newton, here's Cam Newton just flying by everybody and, and Lamar Jackson flying by and old Tom Brady just kind of plugging, plugging away and winning championships year in and year out. And sooner or later, we're going to figure it out that you don't start with a quarterback, you end with a quarterback. And, and, uh, but you got to have everything else or the greatest course, Superman at quarterback. And that's the magic of football and the football gods. 
And I'm going to go back to that because they have mandated that it takes this and this and this. It's not one guy. It's the best team that wins championships, not the team with the best quarterback. Uh, that is that is true more often than not. All right, before we wrap up, the Chargers this week, they've got a young quarterback in Justin Herbert who's really exciting, big arm, uh, and, and a guy who's learning to live in the pocket very well. Had a great game against Washington, who plays tonight against New York. Another game Cowboys fans uh, will watch with great interest because one of those teams is going to be 0-2 and uh, behind the eight ball in the in the district race, the district, the district race, the division race. I was watching too many California recalls. Uh, news things, I guess, <laughs> over the weekend, uh, Danny. But they, uh, the the Chargers look like an improved team. Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, they they look like they have a lot of weapons and are, are going to be dangerous this year. Well, I agree. And you mentioned tonight's game. This will be a huge interest to Cowboy fans watching this game tonight between the Redskins and Redskins. There I go. Yeah. The football team. How long does it take to come up with a name for a football team? <laughs> I'm worried they're uh, going to keep it football those team. Those of maybe. us who actually have to announce games. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, anyway, the Washington football team against the New York Giants, um, that's going to be fun to watch for Cowboy fans. And I'm going to watch it with a lot of interest, uh, knowing that we have to play both of those guys twice. And uh, Anyway, yeah, the, the Chargers are one of those teams, and they're not the San Diego Chargers or the Los Angeles Chargers. Right. That's something else that uh, the over-under uh, is probably going to be about 10 on me <laughs> calling them the San Diego Chargers on uh, on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to see how that goes. I'm working on it. I'm practicing it. I'm sitting in my, uh, in, in my study kind of just practicing saying Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, but – to, to answer your point, it, it's it's a good one. They are in that process. They've got Justin Herbert, and in four more years, they're going to have to pay him a ton of money, and they're going to be in that where the Cowboys are now, where three guys, four guys, you, you had Tank, but the, the quarterback, the receiver, the running back are eating up about half of your salary cap. Mm-hmm. And um, now it's harder to build that team, to put that team uh, together around the quarterback that you need. And that's why it's hard to start with a quarterback. Um, but, and then I said, Lamar Jackson might be the guy that uh, breaks the mold of a running quarterback um, winning a championship, but we'll see. I, I, I still, I'm still old school enough that I'm going to hang on to my beliefs that uh, Tom Brady will win another one before he does. Yeah, well, given what we saw the other night, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I'm not ever going. I'm never going to bet against Tom Brady. He could. He could sit out and try to come back when he's sixty. But like, you guys better watch out for the sixty-year-old man. He's yeah. he's about. He's figured something out. Uh, but uh, it should be a good one uh, on Sunday. Cowboys and Chargers, and uh, I uh, I do I do worry about the pass rush, Danny. I think that uh, that might be the thing that gets the gets the Cowboys, given the fact that he was, I believe, 14 of 18 or 15 of 18 on third downs against yeah. Washington the other day. And Washington's front four is a front four that every team in the league would want. All 32 would want that front four. And Herbert avoided them very well. Yeah, he did a nice job um, against against that great defense. And they're coming in healthy uh, tonight. They'll play the Giants and they're healthy and 
Uh, it's a little bit scary right now. And what we're looking at with the Cowboys is the pass rush is going backwards as we're, as we're losing guys, we lose our best pass rusher. We lose our next best pass rusher. And now who, who does that affect? Mostly the secondary, mm-hmm. which is really struggling as they're trying to build the secondary and find the right guys back there. And Justin Herbert, he may be young, but he's going to sit back there and somebody's going to be open. And if you don't get to him somehow, I think the Cowboys are going to have to blitz more, um, which puts more pressure. And, and, you know, with a young quarterback, you want to blitz him anyway. So I see the Cowboys coming into this game blitzing more, but the secondary better be ready for it and better be it better be coordinated between the the blitz and the secondary or it could be a big big night for one justin herbert well that's going to do it for this week's episode of the believe the cowboys podcast of course uh, you can catch danny on the broadcast on compass media networks uh, every weekend uh, as the cowboys roll through the season Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and like and subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube right now. I'm Paul Catalina alongside Danny White. Have a great football weekend, everybody. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.